It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Port, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. First, a message from the Compliance Podcast Network sponsor, Ethico. In the intricate world of ethics and compliance, each second is precious, and slow case closures are more than just delays, they're missed opportunities. Enter Ethico. Our solution revolutionizes case management, cutting case closure times in half, and turning every challenge into a chance for improvement. Imagine a workspace where efficiency and compliance coexist harmoniously. Don't just dream of faster resolutions, make it your reality. Visit ethico.com slash cpn today to book a demo and dive into our exclusive white paper by Tom Fox, 2023, the year in compliance. Empower your team with the tools they deserve. Day 19, how do you evaluate a risk assessment? After you complete your risk assessment, you must then translate it into a risk profile. If estimate of where your bribery risk is greatest is wrong, it will be an effort to address it. Ben Lockwin has said, once we have assessed risk and determined a process that includes options to resolve and manage those risks whenever appropriate, then we can decide the level of resources with which to prioritize them. There are always latent risks. Those that we understand are there, but we cannot chase forever. We need to make sure we have classified them correctly. With a good understanding of each of these, we are in a better position to speak about the quality of our business. Bill Anathas, a partner at Holland and Knight, said in an article, Rethinking FCPA Compliance Strategies in a New Era of Enforcement, that companies assume FCPA violations follow a bell curve in which most employees are responsible for the violations. However, he believes the distribution pattern more closely follows a hockey stick distribution, where virtually all violations are committed by just a few people. He concludes by noting this limited group of employees, what he terms the shaft of the hockey stick, is those to which a company should devote the majority of its compliance resources. With proper risk assessment, a company can then focus its compliance efforts, such as intensive training or detailed analysis of key financial transactions involving those employees with the greatest means or incentives to commit a violation. The ECCP had the following questions about your risk management process. What methodology has the company used to identify, analyze, and address its risk? What information or metrics has the company collected and used to help detect the type of misconduct in question? Have the, has the information or metrics informed the country's compliance programs? In the Treasury Department's 2019 framework for OFAC compliance, it provided greater, greater clarity by stating the following. The organization has developed a methodology to identify, analyze, and address particular risks it identifies. As appropriate, the risk assessment will be updated to account for the conduct and root causes of any apparent violations or systemic deficiencies identified by the organization during the routine course of business, for example, through testing or audit function. A way to evaluate risk as determined by your risk assessment is through a risk matrix. Once risks are identified, then they are rated according to the significance and likelihood of occurring, then plotted on a heat map to determine their priority. The most significant risk with those 
with the greatest likelihood of occurring are deemed to be priority risks, which become the focus of your remedial efforts for continuous auditing. A variety of solutions and tools can be used to manage those risks going forward. But the key step is to evaluate and rate those risks. All your actions should flow from this risk ranking. There are several ways to look at likelihood factors. An event can be highly likely if it is expected to occur. An event can be likely with strong possibility that it will occur at some point, even if there's no history to support it occurring. It can be possible there are significant historical incidents to support it. Finally, an event can be unlikely and not expected, but with only the slightest possibility it may occur. Responses to likelihood factors consider the existence of controls, written policies, and procedures designed to mitigate risks capable of leadership to recognize and prevent a compliance breakdown or failure. The priority rating is likely the priority rating is the likelihood rating, and the ratings reflect the significance of a particular risk universe. It is not a measure of compliance effectiveness or to compare efforts, controls, or programs against peer groups. The most significant risks with the greatest likelihood of occurring are deemed to be the priority risks. Those become your focus of your risk management efforts, coupled with audit and monitoring going forward. A variety of tools can be used to provide continuous risk monitoring going forward. Consider providing examples with substantive training to guard against the most significant risks coming to pass and to keep messages fresh and top of mind. It is important to create a risk control summary that succinctly documents the nature and actions taken to mitigate the risks. Finally, let this risk assessment and evaluation inform your compliance program rather than letting your compliance program inform your risk assessment. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, Even after you complete your risk assessment, you must evaluate those risks for your company. Number two, the DOJ and SEC are looking for a well-reasoned approach on how you evaluate your risks. And of course, document, document, document. Number three, create a risk matrix, rank your risks, then remediate and monitor and improve as appropriate. I hope you'll join me tomorrow on day 20 where we take a look at the third party risk management process. The Compliance Podcast Network is sponsored this month by Ethico. Ethico is a leader for compliance champions like yourself with its ethics and compliance optimization system built to turn goals and guidelines into real ROI for your program. For more information and a special white paper, go to ethico.com slash cpn for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.